everybody. Welcome to Weirdos, Misfits, and Underdogs. Uh, this is the show about creative people. And I'm your host, Doug Zanger. And I'm very excited to kick off the series. And we'll, we'll explain the show a little bit, but it, it'll be a little bit of a moving feast. I don't want to try to explain it from the beginning, but fortunately, we do have a sponsor already out of the gate. It's the Papaya Growers of Oregon. And uh, if you go to papayaoregon.com, their slogan is papaya time. Yes, papayaoregon.com. And thank you to our sponsor, uh, the Papaya Growers of Oregon. Now, this is kind of a talk show, game show, improv session, just fun. We just want this to be a little bit fun to get to know our guest. But part of this is that when you have something that has elements outside of your typical interview show, you, you need somebody to judge. You need, you need to score things because we are an industry of KPIs and data, right? Uh, joining me today as our judge, Bennett Bennett. Thank you so much for being part of the first show. You are today's judge. You are today's judge. I want to ask you very quickly, uh, are you a strict judge or are you like the cool uncle? RIP to my guy Twitch, who was a judge on So You Think You Can Dance. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe he was more of a, you know, call it down the middle type down judge. The middle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight down Main Street. Okay, that's that's fine. That's fine. I'm not saying I will judge you, but maybe I will at the end, just based on your judging. The, the prize today for our guest, who we'll introduce here in a second, uh, is the book I'm Judging You by Lovia Jai Jones. So we will be sending that book out to our guest, Jess Ferris, my former colleague at Adweek. Thanks so much for joining us and being the first guest on the show. Hello, hello. I did not know there were prizes. So, you know, I'm excited no, about that. Prize, singular. Pri no, prize, singular. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> we haven't gotten to, listen, when your sponsor is the Papaya Growers of Oregon, uh, you get prize. Do you also get papaya? Like, can that... Can I get a it's it's, it's off season. So, uh, yes. Uh, and I also want to note that uh, no one can really see her or hear her. I can only hear her is uh, our producer, Didi. So thank you to Didi, who, um, who's who been helping out. And Jess, tell me your role, because, you know, you have this role at Adweek, but I want to talk a little bit about the other things that you do. So tell me what your role at Adweek is. Yeah. So at Adweek, I'm the audience engagement director, which means I run like our social team and our newsletters from the editorial side. And I write the Adweek daily newsletter and I do a mixed bag of other things that fill my day delightfully with fun ad excitement. Ad excitement. And I, and I do know that you have fun with that job. Now, the other thing about this is, and you know, Didi wanted me to make sure that I brought this up, is that you are an entomologist, which uh, is the study of bugs. <laughs> so um, that's so what can you what can you tell us about the fact I didn't know this about you about the study of bugs? I can tell you that um, the etymology of the word entomology, like the, the word entomon means like a, a segment. Um, oh, as, so like etymology. bugs are segmented, you know, their bodies. Um, but that's the extent of what I know about entomology, because what I actually know about is etymology. Uh, OK, uh, Didi. Yeah. No, it, no, it's okay. Nope. Yep. Fine. That's <laughs> Hey, we got the E right. So that's, that's no, it's okay. All right. So etymology, which the study of words. Okay. 
That's a great way to start. No, Didi, it's okay. Don't you're fine. Didi, it's fine. So tell us a little bit about this because now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, that all makes sense because I've known Jess for a while and I knew about the word thing. So that's what confused me was like, I didn't know about this bug thing, but you're very, you're very into it. Very yeah. Into oh, it. incredibly. Yeah. I've, I've been writing about etymology since like undergrad basically. And uh, I've published one book already and I have a two book deal with, uh, with chambers basically. Okay. Um, which uh, they write dictionaries about etymology and, and a variety of other things. With John Murray Press, they've published everything from Darwin to Jane Austen to apparently books about word origins. My next book, which I just turned in a draft of, is called Words from Hell. And it's about mm. all of the dirtiest, mm. nastiest, most violent and dastardly words you can imagine. Um, and all about where they came from in history. So, Did, did you include Elon in that one? Mm. That's an evil word. Sadly, I did not. But, you know, it's never too late. Next draft. <laughs> Second edition. Se- Second edition. Right. There you go. I think oh, the word must is in there. But, you know, in, in, in terms of speech. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know how evil that is. Uh, <laughs> unless we're talking about my son and him spraying axe on his body. Um, he's a teenager. Let's contextualize that. So I'm a big Susie Dent fan. For those who don't know, Susie Dent uh, on the show Countdown, 8 out of 10 Cats does Countdown, which quite frankly, we're trying to (laughs) take some pieces from because it's a great show. Is Susie Dent your nemesis or your idol or both? A little column A, a little column B. My editor tells me that the objective is to make me the American Susie Dent. So that's quite fun. Um, I've got a, an etymology channel on TikTok that I, I discuss these on, and she's not on TikTok yet. So, you know, oh. I, like we have our territories. Oh, you got a head start. Mm-hmm. Okay. I also don't think she knows who I am. So there's well, that. Well, she, she will start. now because we're going to freaking at her on Mastodon. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> or wherever we're going to end up. <laughs> All right. So part of this, getting to know you a little bit, every guest gets uh, a trivia theme. So throughout the show, we're going to pepper in some trivia. Also, just as an FYI, from time to time, we're just going to stop and make you do a 30-second monologue, just about anything that you want. And Bennett's going to be judging that. But, but we're going to start with, with your trivia theme here, which is the theme is garden variety. Your theme is garden variety. I'm not going to ask a question yet, but you're, you are good with words. So there you go. But let's start with the big question. Would you classify yourself as a weirdo, a misfit, or an underdog, or little pieces of a couple, or all of them? And why is that? Good question. I'm going to go with weirdo by process of elimination. Like, I wouldn't call myself an underdog because I've lived a pretty privileged life. So let's scrap that one. Misfit, maybe. And in junior high, I probably would have called myself that. But as I've gotten older... Um, I found that in almost any situation you can fit in by virtue of not fitting. It's not about being the square peg trying to fit in a round hole as it is ignoring the hole and hanging out with a bunch of star and trapezoid shaped pegs. You know, it's just more fun that way. Your funky edges make you interesting. But weirdo, I've certainly been accused of being weird. And I know a lot of people in media and other creative careers who have side hustles, but I'd like to say my etymology-centric side hustle is fairly unique. Um, And besides just to harp on this particularly annoying aspect of myself, the word weird was originally very like magical and witchy and it first meant fate or destiny, which you see in like W Y R D as in the fates, the weird sisters. 
but that's also simply the old English spelling of the word weird. So I'm into that. <laughs> Are judges allowed to give extra credit because yeah, you as a word person, well, I am score. impressed. I, I am keeping score. All of my monologues are going to be word origins because that is. Well, you know what? Then let's do one right now. 30 seconds. Go. All right. All right. All right. Um, Okay. So uh, did you know that, do you know who H.L. Mencken is? No. Okay. Well, H.L. Mencken was a journalist, cultural critic, English language scholar known, also known as the Sage of Baltimore. And he was this huge troll as well. So it's thanks to him. We don't know exactly what the the precise origin of the word cocktail was because like he wrote satire all the time which he called the great art of synthesizing news basically like proto three fake news. two one <laughs> thank you all right bennett uh, <clears throat> 40 seconds. Do, do i get a score well i mean you can just um, you can give feedback i didn't get to the point yeah 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 all all right, no, I think you got 10 bonus seconds go 10 bonus seconds okay so uh he goodness um he wrote a, an article called The Secret History of the Cocktail where he pitched like a bunch of different ideas about what the origin of the cocktail was and like none of them were right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like it. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Why is being a weirdo a strength in your mind? Ooh, let's see. I don't know. I think it lets you stand out in your career. Um, I think it gives you something to talk about at parties, which I most of the time enjoy parties. It also gives you a lot to look at while you are not at parties. So, you know, if you have an mm -hmm. interest, a particular interest or you are interested in being curious in a variety of weird ways, you can always find more weird things to look at, more weird people to hang out with. And the weirder your friends, the more you learn. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Let's move on to trivia. Remember, your theme is garden variety. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Name the nine ingredients of a traditional Cobb salad. Okay. Avocado, hard-boiled egg, yeah. lettuce, um, blue Ooh. cheese, chicken, Ooh. bacon, tomato, red onion, and corn? Uh, no corn. Okay. No, no. Am I missing uh, one? Uh, you're missing a lot. Uh, according to this, <laughs> romaine, chicory, cress... That that's a good word. Chicken, <laughs> bacon, hard-boiled eggs, tomato, blue cheese, avocado. Which okay. is pretty press and chicory. I don't actually know. I, I've heard the word chicory, but I couldn't begin to tell you what it is. It's endive. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I had a French dude. I was like, you call endive. So it is endive. Belgian endive is fantastic, by the way. All right, so I've Bennett, never tried that in a cob salad. Apparently, yeah. I've been doing it wrong. No, it's okay. It's okay. And I probably got this from some some bougie website. So uh, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's move on. How does being a weirdo show up in your work? What are you most proud of in your weirdo tendencies? Well, in, in my media career, it allowed me, it has always allowed me to dig deeper, to have no limits, to run with things, to explore and experiment. And you start doing that and other people join in and start doing it too. And you could create so much fun in that way. So many people come on board with you. In my like in media career, it's been great because anytime you write an article, you get to dig a little deeper, get to learn a little more. I've also always worked for design, advertising, and publishing centric publications. So having a good sense of weirdness and creativity has always been useful. And then of course, in my um, etymology focused career, being weird and always looking for the weirdest word origins you possibly can makes for fantastic content that ultimately gets you book deals. And, and Bennett, as a reminder, it's not study of bugs. So. No, indeed it's not. Would you study bugs, Bennett? 
Do you think bug study is interesting? I think it is. I want to study marine life. I, I grew up by the ocean, so and actually did a little thing on the New York Aquarium. So I don't know. Bugs don't feel too far from. Uh, I mean, you know, crabs and stuff like that feel like close to that family. They're they're not, but okay. Lobsters, <laughs> lobsters, and insects. <laughs> the insects of the sea. Are they mutations yeah. related to arachnids? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, good God! Why did I? Why did I open my mouth? Um, <laughs> Jess, who are some of the weirdos you admire? Uh, okay, so my my two literary inspirations back in the day were Tolkien and Terry Pratchett because both of them were as bizarrely into words as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, from the literary world, I like N.K. Jemison, whose fantasy series The Broken Earth is focused not on like a traditional hero, but a tired and super over it middle-aged woman of color who's been through all kinds of shit. As for real people in my immediate life, those people are real, but I don't know them personally. Our mutual friend, David Greiner, who started Creative Ladder, um, mm-hmm. and Adweek's Shannon Miller, Jameson Fleming, Molly Kahlane, all have these you're, wonderful- You're classifying Jameson as a weirdo? Uh, hmm. Yeah. Nah, no, just keep, I also, I made, I made a gif of him dancing today, and I would definitely classify that as weird. Okay, um, that's fair. Yep. Uh, let's see. In the social media space, Christina Garnett, um, the Green Brothers, Alexis Nelson, who goes by the name Black Forager, is super cool. I love the little community of word nerds I found on TikTok. Just very cool people you can learn a lot from. Got it. Okay, awesome. On to your next trivia question. Name six vegetables that are actually fruits, according to Tree Hugger. Cucumbers. And, and go slowly because you were you were rattling off the cob salad and I'm sitting yeah, here going already. <laughs> yeah. So go go slowly. Go slowly. Okay, cucumber. Cucumber, yes, that is correct. Tomato. That is correct. Let's see, something That's with seeds. Two. I feel like there's something related to a watermelon. I'm I'm not going to do well on this question. Um uh, I'll, I'll I'll say no, but yeah. Cucumber is related to watermelon. That's what I'm thinking of. Right. Weird. It is. Right. Um, would would gourds or squashes count? Bitter gourds. Okay. Bitter right. gourds. We'll and it. I'm gonna and I'm gonna give you I don't know what a bitter gourd is. I worked with a guy named Gordon and he was bitter, so I guess you could <laughs> see. All right, so you've got one, two, three, you got five. I'm gonna give you both the winter and the summer squashes. Okay, all right. So so I was on track with squashes. <clears throat> one more and then then you win. Oh, um, What's a CD vegetable? Um, <laughs> the way you frame that. <laughs> What's a CD vegetable? Uh, the zucchini, maybe. I guess that's uh, also a squash. No, it's okay. it, no zucchini is a summer squash. Um, I'm going to give you five more seconds. I, I I'm not Stop going to Google. That. Just just say just say something. Uh, no, I can't. I don't. I don't have any idea. I no, I can't. I don't have any idea. Is not a vegetable <laughs> actually a fruit? Uh, tomatillo, sweet peppers, eggplants, oh. cha- uh, green beans, peas, avocados, sweet I- corn, sweet corn, sweet corn, okra, and olives. Well, uh, that's a lot that I probably should have known. I well, feel like I, I definitely did not yep. think of peppers. All okay. right, your second thirty-second monologue starts in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so the words female and male are not related to each other. This is hilarious. So um, the word male is from the word masculus, and the word female is from the word famella, but they were conflated in Middle English because people thought they should be related. That's, mm. That's super interesting, though. The spelling... Yeah, eight, seconds. 
century. And uh, the word, oh, the other thing about masculus is it's related to, it, it essentially means like muscular. It's related. Never <laughs> mind. That yep. was. I'll give you one, one more sentence. You get doc points for this. So. Oh my goodness. Um, all right. Um, no, I don't have any more. Um, okay. <laughs> well, you want to finish the point. Like, Okay, well, I mean can, that was. Can, can I get? Can I? Can I give you? Can I give you a hint next time if you're if you're prepping for this? All right, all right. Eighty to ninety words. Eighty to ninety seconds. words. Okay, that's that's good to know. Yeah. All right, I can do I can do better next time. It's okay. You did great this time. <laughs> yeah. No, you're gonna be a judge next time. So now you know. All right. All right I want to talk about working with you. I mean, you and I had a had a you know and still have a very strong working relationship. But I think what is really important is how do you like people to show up for you when it comes to work? I feel like I've gotten to this a little bit already, but I mean, in case you were unaware from all of the other times I've said it, I really like trading knowledge and stories. Like you always come with fantastic stories, both of you. So, you know, if anyone has a particular interest I don't know about, I like to learn about it, which is why I really love working with the reporters at Adweek, because every single one of them has like a very deep and niche or niche, depending on which region you are in, um, knowledge of some particular topic that I don't know about. So when I first got to Adweek, I didn't know anything about ad tech or CTV or upfronts or um, the particulars of developing ads even because I've been <laughs> publishing for a long time. Right. Um, so I learned so much about it and uh, I love that. I still don't know anything about ad tech. Uh, what are you most interested in? I mean, I think you've covered that a lot. So that's kind of a <laughs> dumb question. What, what are other creative outlets for you? Other things I'm interested in. I, I run a lot. That's um, true. I remember that. Yeah. I go I go jogging almost every day. I used to, I, I go biking when my knees get tired of it, but I think a lot on those and I tend to write fiction while I'm doing that. So I did this thing recently on Twitter where around Halloween, I was like, I, I had been running in my neighborhood, which is very wooded. And I found this mm. like creepy fence with police line tape on it. It was all dinged up. And I was like, ooh, that would be scary, like part of a good scary story. So I wrote a little scary story and I rolled it out on Twitter. And I was thinking a few people will see this. Well, it turned out like six million people saw it. Um, <laughs> and and then, the, then they wanted the story to continue, which I had not planned to continue the story, not even a little bit. A bunch of people also thought it was real. So I had people DMing me like recommendations for like burning sage oh, and good God. hiring mediums. So I, I kept writing the story and it was like five days till Halloween. So I wrote five chapters and ended it on Halloween, which was a lot of fun. Let's option that. Um, Actually, my my publisher is going to give it away for free as an ebook to people who pre-order my next yes. Oh, there you go. Good stuff. It's a good. That's a good publisher right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Bennett, you can a- answer this one too. I'd like you to keep your answer very short. I'd like. I'd li- actually like you to start. Please keep your answer relatively short, though. Okay. Well, well, What's your most recent peeve? I can't answer. <laughs> okay, great. Good answer. All right, Jess, what is your most recent peeve? Aside from Elon Musk, which is like everyone's recent peeve, on a personal note, I keep catching myself saying the same phrases over and over again that I don't mm. like. Um, like when I'm agreeing with someone, I'll say like 100%. And I say it way too often. <laughs> and then... Like just confirming things. I'm like, right, right. And I, I, every time they come out of my mouth, I'm like, (laughs) and I just can't get over it. Okay. That's a good peeve. Mm -hmm. Bennett, anything to add? Do you have a peeve? Uh, There's similar peeves, but no, uh, winter cold in New York. 
Okay. That is that's right. my forever peeve. Yeah. Okay. Mine today is that my beard grows in circles. They and my uh, guys in college used to call them crop circles. So I'm I really should shave. Let's move on to trivia questions. This is wait, the last. Oh, what did you know that the word spiraliferous describes things that grow in circles? Then I have a what's the word? Spiral. Yeah, a spiraliferous. God, I wish you studied bugs. Uh, yeah, great. Okay, spiral spiriferous. Right. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Okay, trivia. Here we go. Where do vegetables grow the biggest in the United States? And this is multiple choice. California, Hawaii, Alaska, or Florida? I'm going to go with Florida because I've seen the bugs there. Whackity, schmackity, do. You're wrong. It's actually Alaska because they get 20 hours of sunlight per day during the growing season. Ah, interesting. Ooh, there's your fun fact. I imagine the, the biodiversity of fruit is smaller than in most of the other states, though. Lots and lots of rhubarb, as I understand it, and stuff like that. All right, we're going to move on to the next part of the show. This is A and Q, answers and questions. We're going to give you five answers for you to formulate questions. There's a particular game show that uh, does this as well. Uh, legally, we can't say what it is. And your questions, they don't necessarily need to be the right answers. We're scoring you on originality and perhaps humor. So we're going to give you five words and then you have to formulate your answers or your questions rather on the fly. Your first answer is Mountain Dew. Which brand developed quite possibly the most horrific brand mashup of all time with Flamin' Hot Cheetos? Oh, okay. Great question. I kind of enjoyed that. That's a good one. Answer number two, Feral Cats. Which variety of no? <laughs> if you don't have an answer, that's okay. Bennett will Bennett will score it accordingly. Score it accordingly. Uh, let's see. <laughs> what happens when? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm, okay. I'm passing on this one. You can I'll say pass. That's fine. All right, number 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 three. Gouda. Gouda. How do you feel when you want cheese and you're happy at the same time? I do feel Gouda. All right. <laughs> Pun time. All right. Number four, fruitcake. What is probably the worst holiday dessert of all time, I think? I, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. And I'm at the I'll age where I'm supposed to like fruitcake. Um, and your final question, and uh, Didi mentioned well, that- Alternatively, that, what oh, is- my. What is um, Zanger's drag name? <laughs> that, you know, I don't know wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Would that be my drag name? Uh, well, I was going to wait until you gave that last word. You know, it would have worked well for that last word. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it would have. All right, well, let's do that. Let's, maybe we'll go back to that. We'll circle around. Let me give you some good mm -hmm. to speak. All right, so Didi just mentioned to me that you're from Memphis. So this, this, I, I changed this on the fly. So oh. your your final answer is Justin Timberlake. Good one. Who uh, re regularly frequents a tiny little shack in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, called uh, Oh gosh, what's the name of it? <laughs> I used to go there for burgers. You, you had me, then you lost me. <laughs> Shelby County General Store. There it is. <laughs> okay, got it. What is it called? The Shelby County General Store. Got it. Okay. Owned by some friends of mine. Shows up all the time. Okay. All right. Very neat question. <laughs> uh, all right, Bennett, uh, one last monologue before we get to the mailbag? I think so. All right. 
and five for a three, two, one, go. Okay, okay. So you know how uh, New York City was is sometimes called Gotham. Like, it's still all over the city. It was mm-hmm. originally Gotham before it was Batman's home was a nickname for New York City. And it was coined by Washington Irving, who was the author of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow and Rick Van, Rip Van Winkle. Originally, it's from the name of a small town mentioned in a 1460 collection called The Merry Tales of the Mad Men of Gotham, where a bunch of people attempt to crit- trick the king's messengers into not Three, building a road for their town. Two. All right, you got one last sentence. Uh, some of the ways they attempted to prevent the king from building a road through their time, town was by trying to drown an eel in a pool of water, rolling cheeses down a hill, hoping that they would find their way to market, and building a fence around a cuckoo's nest so it would stay put. You made the most out of that last sentence. That was a run Extra on. credit. That was a good run on. <laughs> there might have been an Not even a run on. I saw the commas, no, there was the semicolon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dashing there. Yeah, exactly. That was excellent. That was really well done. Okay, finally, we like to wrap it up. The Weirdos, Misfits, and Underdogs mailbag. We go through tens of letters, and we pick one so that our guest can go ahead and give a little bit of advice. Dear Weirdos, Misfits, and Underdogs, I've heard about all of this quiet quitting. What's wrong with loud quitting? Isn't that more satisfying? That's from Gina from Bayonne, New Jersey. All right, Jess, go ahead and let's go ahead and give your response to that. Well, Gina, I'm on your side. I think that uh, that loud quitting is the best quitting. If you're going to do something, you should do it all the way. And quiet quitting doesn't feel good for you or the employer you're working with. So I think go for it. Okay. She didn't specify if she was like, I, I think it was just more of like, she wasn't really specifying that she's going to be quitting, but I, no, I think, I think that's good. I, I think Personally, that, I'm of the philosophy that doing anything halfway isn't worth doing at all. So just like, just go for it. <laughs> that's Rock right. Quit. Yeah. Search up DJ quitting on the air uh, <laughs> on YouTube or anywhere. And you will know what loud quitting truly is genuinely is uh all right bennett bennett founder yeah. of aerialist i didn't point that out at the beginning by the way no you didn't um, that's fine my bad uh we'll put all good. in there we'll make sure yeah 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 go ahead and let's uh bundle up the scores for this very first episode jess you did a lovely job i would do a whole like score out of 10 for each monologue and i'm gonna give you a 28 and a half yeah for the monologues for for the monologues yeah okay that's that's solid okay yeah and then we got the trivia she got one out of three so. she got one out of three yeah and then just general sort of so so the monologues were scoring but just generally overall each section so there are technically four sections of the show so how would you how, how would you give her an overall rating so out of 40 an overall rating out of 40 uh i would give it a 37 out of 40. Okay. Oh, excellent. I like okay. that. Yeah. yeah. All right. There's the bar. There's the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to everybody else, but yeah. there's just something. I'm a big fan, Jess. Like you, your way with words and weaving in these uh, fantastic stories throughout. It was, it was great. Well, the like feeling that. is entirely mutual, and I appreciate it given the rocky start with the monologues. I know. No, it's okay. It's okay. We all we all learn something at, at uh, in these moments before I start 
diving into some sort of weird TED talk, I'm just going to shut up. Uh, a reminder that uh, you are winning the prize. I'm judging you. The wonderful book by Lovey Ajay Jones. Please get to know her. She's amazing. And our, uh, thanks so much to our sponsors, the Papaya Growers of Oregon. Uh, make sure that you go to papayaoregon.com. And to my wonderful friend and judge, Bennett Bennett. Thank you so much for joining us. And to our first guest of this show, Jess Ferris, keep on keeping on. And we appreciate you being our first guest on a show that is desperately going to get better. Uh, <laughs> over time, no, this show was fantastic. It was great. It was it was fantastic. Didi, I know Didi's talking. Didi, it's okay. You 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 didn't know it, it's she's not a bug a bug person so <laughs> that's okay we'll, we'll find a bug person Dee, Dee thank you for all of your help and everybody out there uh, if you want to be on the show if you know somebody that you want to be on the show go ahead and email weirdos at creativebohemian.com that's weirdos at creativebohemian.com and we thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time